Welcome to Guided by Moontide, an intuitive astrology podcast that explores astrological themes and major planetary transits to support your healing and evolution. Episodes are released every new and full moon. I'm your host, Christina Wingeyer. Hello and welcome to today's episode. I hope you are well and that Pisces season has been enjoyable for you. Very different vibe than Aquarius season and I imagine a lot has shifted in the last two weeks since the full moon in Leo. It's definitely the case in my life. I'm back in California on the Central Coast and so happy to be home. Since I'm still on the West Coast, All aspects and days are Pacific time in today's episode. We begin with the new moon. This new moon is arriving on March 2nd, happening at 12 degrees of Pisces. First three new moons of the year at 12 degrees of their sign. So it is time to plant seeds in Pisces in this mutable, watery dreamscape all that is. Pisces is a porthole into the collective unconscious. It's a very dreamy, merging, sensitive, compassionate, creative, spiritual zone. It's very musical. I'm thinking of like music of the spheres underwater. It's an emotional new moon, but I feel like it's a lot of hopeful emotion and a lot of sensation of joy coming through with this new moon. This new moon is conjunct Jupiter and Jupiter is the ruler of Pisces, bringing a lot of benevolence and generosity and expansion, a lot of healing and spiritual wisdom with this conjunction to Jupiter. The new moon is also in a very wide conjunction with Neptune in Pisces, the transcendent mystic, the boundarylessness connection to all that is. It is a new moon of interconnectivity. And it's not often that we have a Pisces new moon with both Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces. It's a rare treasure and an opportunity to recognize your own divinity wrapped in human form. Something pretty cool about this new moon when I'm looking at the chart is that all of the visible planets are conjunct another visible planet. So we have Venus and Mars conjunct in Capricorn, Saturn and Mercury conjunct in Aquarius, and the sun and the moon and Jupiter conjunct in Pisces. There's this sense of unification and support and a reminder that you actually don't have to do this alone. There are no hard aspects with the visible planets. And the reason I'm harping on about the visible planets is these are our oldest planetary ancestors. They are energetic beings and physical beings, but like we've been cultivating relationships with them. Humans have for thousands of years because we can see them without the aid of any technology. These planets in the chart are also aspecting the lunar nodes, the place where eclipses and big changes happen in harmonious ways. And so 
from this present moment or this new moon, whatever intentions you're setting, you're influencing your future and your past. And you can do so in a very permeable and favorable way if you'd like to. This is the most delightful new moon of the year so far, for sure. The ruler of the lunation is Jupiter, as mentioned, just a really big feelings and a sense of unlimited possibilities. And it's just quite hopeful. So I hope you enjoy this new moon in Pisces. A few days later, on March 3rd, there is a triple conjunction today. Well, technically, Mars and Pluto are conjunct, and then a little while later, Venus and Pluto are conjunct. But basically, all three of these planets are at 27 degrees of Capricorn today. And this is very powerful. It's a potent energy, very intense, but like kind of a good way if you stay in your lane. There's a lot of activation around your conviction and your intention. There's a very strong will, with, especially with Mars and Pluto conjunct. And it's really important to stay connected to your heart values. Thank you, Venus, for reminding us. Because if you're, if you're triggered or activated or the world is weird, it's going to be easy to want to try to control a situation or find yourself in a situation where someone might be trying to control or even manipulate you because this Pluto energy is not for the weak of heart. However, it is a potent crucible of transformation with Mars and Venus, these personal planets that are a lot about our will and desire and pleasure and um, embodiment and love and relationships, right? And they're coming together. They've been traveling together since that conjunction on the 16th of February. And in this moment, Mars is clearing the path for Venus, who's, you know, this is Mars's first and only conjunction with Pluto this year. But Venus has been dancing with Pluto for the last few months because of the retrograde. So Mars is clearing the path for Venus's final passage through this Pluto portal. And she's clearing her retrograde shadow. So there's this new territory that Venus is moving into. Mars is in the lead in this moment because Mars is moving before Venus. So your will, your want, your desire is what's motivating you to take action towards building something that will withstand the test of time. And it can be anything. It can be a project. It can be a relationship. It's probably connected to Capricorn, that house in your natal chart. And you want it to be something of integrity because um, it's easy to have that tested with Pluto, the lord of the underworld, right involved in this um, energy. And so it's kind of like dying to the old way of being, stepping over a threshold into a new way of being or a new version of um, how you take action that is really aligned with your recently updated and clarified values because there's a potential for some drama and things of that nature with this strong energy. The things that I'm thinking about is how easeful can this intense passage be? How free of power plays can it be? 
And can you purify your intention and deepen your commitment to love as the verb, love as the action and staying in mutual reciprocity with your resources and with your environment, this cardinal earth energy. We are needing to create and are creating new ways of living with the earth. So shedding old stories and expectations supports your growth. There's a sense of clearing the cobwebs or coming out of a cave with this passage through Pluto's domain. And it's like this renewal in the light of day when you're like blinking your eyes if you've been in the dark for a while. It's very bright. And I love how Mars and Venus kind of step over this threshold together. Today, as this is happening, the waxing Pisces moon is moving over Neptune, really fertilizing your new moon intentions, fertilizing the dream, fertilizing the possibilities of new ways of partnerships and collaborations. And Venus and Mars are really how you show up and do the work on the ground in your life in the 3D world, like the material world. And it is a powerfully regenerative aspect and therefore day if you stay, if you keep your will and your heart and your values all aligned. You can move through anything and really find some success today. You get to define that, by the way. All right, a few days later, on the 5th of March, we have this day where there is a lot of activity in a brief window of time. Now, for many of you probably listening who are not on the West Coast, this is happening on the 5th and the 6th. But still, the window of time where all of this action happens is very short and therefore There's a lot of energetic influence. There's a lot of planetary power happening today. First thing early in the morning on the West Coast is the annual Sun and Jupiter conjunction. It happens every year. This year it's happening at 14 degrees of Pisces. It's kind of like a spiritual renewal. It is a new 12-month cycle for the Sun and Jupiter And it's also a 12-year cycle for the Sun-Jupiter conjunction in Pisces. And this particular Kazemi moment, uh, Sun-Jupiter conjunction, is very unique because Neptune is also in Pisces. There's a lot happening in Pisces right now. These planetary conjunctions with the Sun reset the planet, the planet gets kind of purified and reborn, gets new operating instructions. And Jupiter's at home in this zone. This is Pisces, it's home sign. So that's why I was saying spiritual renewal. This is really kind of a golden Kazemi moment. And there's a lot of creative, imaginative insights that are coming through. And I think that it will be nice to make space for some sort of aha, some sort of growth or we say the word a lot with Jupiter expansive, but expansive is a good word, expansion of your boundaries and limits. Later this day in the evening on the West Coast, uh, we have Mars and Venus moving from Capricorn to Aquarius. 
And it happens within 10 minutes of each other. First, Mars moves into Aquarius, then Venus moves into Aquarius, and then they're conjunct and Venus moves past Mars. It all happens in a very short time frame, really within like an hour. This is a second conjunction of Mars and Venus this year. This one is at zero degrees of Aquarius, and it's very magnetic. It's like kind of like these electric awakenings. And what's really fascinating to me is that it is reactivating this zero degrees of Aquarius, which is where the grand conjunction between Jupiter and Saturn occurred on solstice 1221 in 2020. And that was a conjunction that initiated a 20-year cycle with Jupiter and Saturn, these social planets, contraction, expansion, and the dynamic tension between the two of those things. And that conjunction initiated a 200-year cycle into what we call the Age of Air. And so with Mars and Venus conjunct in this zero degrees of Aquarius, how can we bring more cooperation and unification of visioning into this Age of Air? With Aquarius, we've been facing our limits and breaking through them in more responsible ways because Saturn is traveling in Aquarius and has been here for a while. So there's been a lot of pressure in this area of your chart and of the zodiac. So with fixed air, with Aquarius, it's airwaves, brainwaves, the collective neural networks, conversations, information that we hold. And both Mars and Venus are now approaching Saturn and those are going to be maybe hard conjunctions, kind of intense, because Saturn is the master of time. Saturn is what's very real and present and hard sometimes. And Saturn is in charge of Aquarius. Saturn is in charge of Capricorn. So these planets are still under the Saturnian influence, but breaking through previous limitations because of this activation of this zero degrees Aquarius area. So it bears repeating that the will is quite strong. Mars is pretty happy in Aquarius. And honestly, Mars is probably in some warped sense excited to go see Saturn because they can have a fight. No, I'm kidding. But, you know, the malefics, they have something in common, whereas Venus is maybe a little more challenging for Venus with uh, Saturn. But so we have this strong will and it's really important to stay attuned to your heart, that Venus energy, those recently renewed values. Again, they're clearer than ever because Venus went through this huge retrograde period, went through this metamorphosis in the underworld, these conjunctions with Pluto. There's been this big purification and clarification. So let your action be aligned with these. And with these planets in Aquarius, take yourself seriously because your consciousness matters. The ability for you to wake up from the collective conditioning that's happening is is important, I think. And maybe you think so too. What you think matters, how you think matters, the information that you hold and that you share, it's important to take it seriously. Trust your future vision. Trust your future vision and stay connected to your heart. The next couple of days may feel a little bit like a testing period of some sorts. I mean, because we're moving, we're in this waxing moon phase and it's a lot of potent energy. Those Pluto conjunctions, there's a lot of beautiful expansive energy with all the Pisces 
But there's also just this intensity and this sharpening happening at the same time. As if there weren't enough planets in Pisces, we have Mercury moving into Pisces on the 9th. And Mercury will be in Pisces through March 27th. And with Mercury in Pisces, silence speaks louder than words sometimes. It may feel a little mushy after this hyper-focused Mercury in Aquarius, this diamond mind Mercury. Now we're in this underwater intuitive situation. It's important to remember that there's a lot of ways to communicate and receive information beyond language, beyond words. So empathic listening, emotional intelligence, expansive intuition. We're entering the liminality of the dream time. And Mercury in Pisces is like a free dive into the vast cosmic seas. Creative and meditative practices are highly encouraged. Also music, playing music, listening to music, being moved by music. And your psychic skills are on point or being honed right now with Mercury and Pisces. There's a lot of messaging from many realms coming through. And your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to discern what messages are for you. Because it's going to be easy to get an overload of energetic information if you're a sensitive being or to get lost in a fantasy world or escapism with all of these planets in Pisces. So you want to stay connected to your body. You want to remember that the antidote or the medicine for Pisces is Virgo. Those two signs are a pair and stay connected to your body or at least return to your body after your astral travels. Pisces and Mercury, not always in a traditional astrology, says that Mercury is like not happy here, but I think planets can be happy anywhere. It depends on how we work with the planetary vibes. You know what I'm saying? So Mercury and Pisces through the 27th. On the 10th of March, we've arrived at the halfway point between the new moon and the full moon with the first quarter moon at 19 degrees of Gemini, mutable air. This lunar phase is about anchoring your new moon intention through taking new action that keeps you on your path, your personal trajectory. With this first quarter moon in Gemini, do not believe everything you think today. There is some serious trickster energy with this first quarter moon. In fact, yeah, the news cycle is probably going to be really weird today. It's a very mind-bending, time-tripping first quarter moon because the moon is in mutable air and it's reflecting the light of the sun, which is in mutable water. And that sun is under the influence of Neptune and it's getting stronger and stronger. So there's this effect of this kind of shimmering haze which may distract or distort or deplete you if you try to take things too literally today. And with this trine from Saturn to this moon in Gemini and Gemini's like kind of need to know the facts and the information sometimes, like just give me the information. Oh, 
there may be a pressure, I would say, to solve problems in a linear way, but I'm going to invite you instead to try what I'm calling Fellini vision, a new way of seeing. So how can you keep on path in a playful way? How can you lean into the generous wisdom of Jupiter traveling behind the sun now, this big mind, this compassionate field of energy? Gemini is the master of both and, and today opposites just might be reflections of each other through the looking glass. The ruler of this Gemini moon, Mercury, is underwater in Pisces. I just spoke about that aspect. And so it's a highly sensitizing first quarter moon. It will be really easy to overstimulate your nervous system. I would suggest that you stay nimble and flexible and minimize distractions today. And that blur, like blurry vision is to be expected. And instead of trying to make it clearer, we're inviting in a new way of seeing, a new way of perceiving. And this is where the opportunity is in this first quarter moon to see whatever challenges are rising or even work with some false information or information that is morphing and changing with a new response and with a fresh perspective, a a new perspective. Gemini is really good at getting another perspective. I'm a Gemini sun and we look at all the angles. So a new angle to work with the angle that is the square between the sun and the moon here at this first quarter moon in Gemini. This is usually the time when I kind of give a shout out to one of the tiers of my patronage and memberships, but I am changing things up. And so I will be revealing what's coming, the new kind of iteration of all that on the next episode. So I don't have any membership tiers or patronage tiers to invite you into. But what I will say is that now that I'm settling into my new home in California, back in my heart home of California, I've moved and so my books are open again and I would love to see you for an intuitive astrology consult if you're wanting to come chat about the planets with me. You can use the code podcast, all one word, because how many words is podcast? I meant to say all capitals um, for 15% off your session. There's a link in the show notes below. March 13th, we have another Kazemi. We have the Sun and Neptune conjunction at 22 degrees Pisces. The Sun and Neptune come together every year for their annual conjunction, Kazemi. And I think this is the annual when I, it's a dream renewal, really. Sounds kind of fun, right? Oh, I'm going to renew my dream. It's magical and mystical and, and it, it is all those things. And yet... Aspects with Neptune can make you feel really tired or spaced out or physically depleted, exhausted, right? And if we're depleted and feeling pressured, which, you know, is kind of how a lot of us live sometimes, it's easy to kind of just let the same dreams and fantasies keep looping in your life. And, you know, that's very comfortable. It's a very comfortable thing to do. But it's time to let go of dreams that you're done dreaming and to dream a bigger dream. This conjunction between Neptune and the sun 
is an opportunity to melt away any bonds that bind you to an old dream or to someone else's dream and to dissolve any energetic contracts that stand in the way of you and the dream that is meant for you, which was probably part of your new moon experience, your new moon visions and intentions. So you can trust that letting go of things that are not for you, dreams that you're done dreaming or that never really were your dreams, that they're just going to be recycled and composted back into the collective cosmic field and that then your dreams will be coming towards you and you'll be moving toward them. So it's a great day to remember that you can relax. You don't have to work so hard to dream. You can do many things today. And I invite you to do something super chill, like take a long nap or take a long meandering walk or a bath, a long bath or a shower, be near water, go to the ocean. If you can go to a river, go to a lake, maybe it's raining. Like I think I'm going to do a yoga nidra meditation. That sounds like a really nice way to celebrate this Kazimi and kind of get into that bliss state, that bliss body where it's just such a powerful place to feel connected and receive some insight. But in any event, you're recalling your new moon intentions and you're open to receiving a vision that is vaster and bigger than you might otherwise allow yourself to feel into, all right? And I want you to trust that you have expanded your capacity to be the vision bearer of this dream, this dream seed that is moving from you into the future. Remember that you are a refraction of light that will redistribute into the collective. And this conjunction, this Kazemi with the sun and Neptune, is all about stepping out of your comfort zone and into the arms of the universe. The very next day on the 14th, the sun moves past Neptune and in doing so, harmoniously aspects the nodes of the moon. These places where eclipses happen, change happens, where your dream, this new dream seed that you are wanting to bring into form is feeding your future. Don't get stuck in your past. We're moving forward, right? With the nodes of the moon, especially that south node in Scorpio where the sun is trying the south node, it's so easy to fall into past actions, things that are shedding. And in fact, Pisces season itself, while it is a time of great dreaming and renewal, it is a time of endings and shedding and things, you know, melting away. And it's a very, um, it's unknown. Like it's, it's not clear. But you, so we're working by feel. We're working by intuition. We're working by instinct and a more intel on kind of this Sun-Neptune conjunction and how it's feeding into your future and clearing away your past, I think it's going to come through with the total lunar eclipse on May 15th. So it takes time for things to, you know, evolve and, and kind of unfold and, and come into awareness, especially when they're coming from such a deep and vast space as a, a, a Sun-Neptune conjunction in Pisces. The last aspect that I want to share with you today is happening on the 17th. 
And it is Mercury in Pisces, sextile Uranus and Taurus. It's at 12 degrees, 12 minutes, um, which is kind of magical. And, you know, the new moons this year have been at 12 degrees as well. So there's just so much with numbers this year. That's fun. And this is about following your intuitive nudges and how they can offer unexpected results. Okay. I think I could just say that's, that's it, but I'll, I'll speak a little more on it. You know, we easily override our intuition. We easily override our, our nudgings and our little pings. It's, it's so easy for our minds to kind of hijack our intuition. And so, you know, with Mercury and Pisces, it's an opportunity to learn that there are different ways of knowing and listening, as I, as I mentioned earlier. So with this aspect, it's happening right before the full moon. So the lunar tide is very high and the moon is in Virgo. And so there's this real hyper focus. I would say it's all about like micro. Virgo can get so micro, which is wonderful and detailed, but this is a macro aspect, okay? It's between Mercury and Pisces and Uranus, the great disruptor in Taurus, right? A planet that we can't even necessarily see with our naked eye. So it's happening behind the scenes or in the invisible realms, which is just how Pisces season is in, in, in a certain sense. So trust your discernment, right? That's that Virgo moon energy that's coming through, but do not overanalyze. Do not overanalyze, okay? This aspect is really magical. It's a sextile, so it's subtle. But to me, the image that came through when I was thinking about it is a pod of dolphins swimming through the waves, how they like jump through the waves with this kind of grace and ease. And sometimes they jump out of the water and flip and spin and go back in the water. And it seems like super playful and joyful and kind of like following that nudge to to move in a different way or to interact in a different way or to express in a different way. And so Mercury's sextile Uranus kind of feels like that to me. And maybe it's just because I'm back near the ocean again, but that's what came through. So enjoy this last aspect before the full moon in Virgo. That is a wrap for today. I'll be back in two weeks with that full moon in Virgo transmission. And until then, enjoy your swim through the Piscean seas.